Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Raj Sillers. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. My name is Rosh. It's so good to have you here. If you want to ask questions in the future, believe it or not, I've been going live the last few weeks. I'll continue to do so. And you can catch me usually around quarter of, today it's around noon Eastern Standard Time, but I try to get on, get on around quarter of, kind of make the 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time my live hour with the podcasts. This week, we're talking about processes for your creative entrepreneurial adventures and ventures and businesses, your entrepreneurship, the processes involved to help you grow, to help you grow your business, especially in a time that it seems pretty tough for some of us. So I, I want to address this because if you if you followed me for a while, you know I talk about the combination code. And the combination is 7531. And the seven is seven sources of income. The five are five people, quite often like a mastermind group. The three are processes. And that's what we're talking about today. The one, if you're curious, has to do with channel buildings. It's certainly a topic we will talk much more about in the coming weeks. But I wanted to talk about processes today because if you continuously improve your processes as a creative entrepreneur... Your, your business is going to become more profitable. You're going to be better at what you do. See, a lot of creative entrepreneurs understand processes in terms of what they do, and they improve their processes. And that is part of the solution that I am talking about. However, when it comes to the business side of our business, we, we tend to shy away from that, shy away from improving what we're doing. We just say, oh, that just doesn't work, and I just ignore it, rather trying to improve what you can. The biggest process for you to consider is from beginning to end. The biggest process you can consider is how do you earn your first client? And how do you go through the process of working with them all the way to the point of the thank you for your business, all the way through to the follow-up? We have four areas of marketing that we focus on. And we've talked about this a number of times lately, and that's awareness, traffic, conversions, and retention. We should have a way to address all four of those areas if we want our marketing to work. And there are processes for each one of those areas. There's a process to continuously improve upon to get more awareness about you, your brand, who you are. There's a process to continuously improve the traffic coming to your website or front door. There there are processes to improve conversions. And that has a lot to do with testing. I think all of them have a lot to do with testing, but conversions is a big one. And then a process that you have in place to retain the customers that you have, the people that you've earned. I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people, businesses in general, not just creatives, businesses in general get the customer in and just automatically think, oh, they must have had a great experience because it's me. <laughs> because it's me. They must have had a great experience and they'll come back. No, no, they won't. Uh, some will. Some will really like what you do and become a super fan, and that's great. However, a lot of them just kind of slip away. 
And we've talked about this, especially in the last podcast, you know, how sometimes when you when you don't do anything, when you don't re-engage with the customer, or maybe a business has not re-engaged with you, and you just kind of you kind of fall off. You liked them. You would buy from them again, but you haven't heard from them. And there's something else that was a little more interesting or convenient. You know, the last email that came through or the, the, the site that popped up in Google or whatever it may be. It, it was just easier to do that or just turn in the driveway because it's by your home. You could have gone the other way, but this one's closer. So you went there instead. It, but if you had had an opportunity or had been re-engaged, you might have made that little bit of extra effort. Might have. And that's what you need to do. You need to give people permission to do a few things as part of your process, especially on the retention side. You need to give them permission to buy from you again. And you need to give them permission to refer you. And that's a big process. I'm going to go through the whole process in, in a few moments. But uh, that you, a number of processes, not every single process, but a number of processes that you need to consider. But since we're on this whole uh, retention portion of it, I think it really is important because it is neglected so often. And that's probably why I talk about it a lot on the show, because it is so important to have a process to give people the tools to refer you and to let them know that you're good with referrals and that you like referrals and they're they're helpful to keep you in business as a creative professional because a lot of us are not really that good at putting ourselves out there. Some are. Some are very extroverted and put a lot out there. A lot of us are not. We like to do what we do and do it well. So we need to depend on other people to get that word out as much as you know we, we can with our own awareness development. So have a plan in place for each one of those areas. But lay out from beginning to end how you're going to get your customers. And again, I, I talked about the four years of marketing. So make that near the beginning and talk about that. Now that you have your customer, what is the process? And when you've earned that customer, maybe you should consider the experience process. What is the experience they have with you. What are the little things that you do that they were not expecting as part of the experience? And that is a process. And maybe have two, three, four things that you do for every customer. And I know for a fact, because I am as guilty as anyone of letting go of those little things along the way. Look, you know, they engaged with me. They want my services, my photography, and and I, I do my job. I do it well. But there are little things I could have done better to make the experience even better. Now, why would I want to do that? Because if you do a good job, fine, they're going to be happy. But if you do a really great job and and create this experience of working with you, they're more likely to refer you or at least talk about you. And if they're talking about you, there's opportunity for more people. So, oh, you know what? I, I need this kind of person. You know, I, I'm in need for my business or whatever it may be. So if you can get people talking about you, you're going you're gonna to win the game a little bit more. You're, it's going to give you more opportunities out there when people are talking about you. So make that part of your process. Make those experience elements a part of the process and look for different things that you can do. And that continues on in the afterward too. So we'll get to that 
on, on the retention part in a moment. So now you have your process of working with you. What are the steps? Now here is something that I think is really important. Let the client know what those steps are. Those processes don't have to be only internal. Those processes are, can also be for your clients. The more they know, the more they feel engaged. And if you have a process of letting them know, hey, we're at step three, step four, and that, that stuff can be automated in many ways. I'm not a big fan of automation when it comes to marketing, but I am a big fan of automation when it, when it comes to engaging and keeping in touch with the customer along the way with, with a project because you have to be focused in on the project, but you need to keep the communication going. Satisfied customers quite often are people who feel like they've had good communication presented to them in engagement. Those are generally the satisfied customers. The ones that feel ignored and in the dark are the ones that don't feel like. And, and not only that, if you are very, if you lay it out, here are the steps that are going to happen, especially in the beginning, some people may have questions like, well, this fourth step, that doesn't fit with what I thought we were trying to do. That can help delay some big problems down the road if you can get those questions early on. Or, in other words, you're not surprising them. Customers and clients don't like, don't like surprises in the middle of a project and the opportunity, unless it's a good surprise. But they don't if they have certain expectations. So it's part of your process laying out the expectations and even ask... Ask them in the very beginning, what are your expectations? What is it that you're expecting at the end of this project? You may be very surprised at what you hear. Because when we have processes in place like that, we will, we will minimize the, the negative outcomes that often happens when we keep people in the dark. When we lay it all out and ask what their expectations are, quite often their expectations are totally different than what it is we are going to provide. And if we can nip that early on, maybe it's just saying, look, I'm not the right person for you early on. That could save a lot of pain down the road. You don't, you want, you don't want, sometimes we're afraid to say stuff. Sometimes we're afraid to make certain statements or ask certain questions because we're afraid of the answers. And if you have that in your gut, like your little kind of, I'm afraid to ask that question because I'm fearful to answer. You've been in that position before. You know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you quite often end up in a situation that you regret later, but you're fearful of losing the client. But what are you more fearful? Losing a client that's going to be unhappy later or are you going to be, are you more fearful of losing that client now and not going through the process and being able to work on a different client's opportunity, give somebody else who does want what you provide properly? That is more important. So asking those questions early on as part of your process can make a big difference down the road as a creative entrepreneur. Okay, so what are the next steps? The next step certainly is letting them know what the timeline is and having a finality. Are you familiar with the term scope creep? Sometimes 
clients will get involved in a project and ask you just to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And hey, you know, maybe a small thing. It could be a small thing, but that small thing is not recognized as that small thing. Scope creep is when a client asks you to say, you know, make a tweak on a on a website or could you give me an extra photo for this or could you take an extra shot here or there and that was not part of the original plan and they're not paying you more for it. That is what scope creep is. There's nothing wrong with having a satisfied client and even doing a little bit more. One of the things that I recommend you do is if the client asks for a little bit more, which is out of the scope, and that's where this uh, comes from, the scope of the project, everything that is involved in the project. And if they ask you to do something that's a little bit outside of that, that's called scope creep. And quite often, you need what you need to do is actually send them an invoice for that extra amount. Now, in the beginning, you may not charge them. You send them an invoice and it's for zero. But at least they know there's value. You can say, look, what you've asked me to do would normally cost $50. I'm going to do it at no charge for you. But see, if you don't do that and you do that for them, especially if it's maybe a, a project over a few months, they're going to feel like, oh, I can ask for more and more and more. And next thing you know, you've done a whole bunch of work for free and it takes away your time. So you need to have a process to deal with scope creep and make sure you have it in writing exactly what you're going to do some kind of outline, again, that process that we talked about before, and have a process. If they ask for more, maybe give them one or two or say, okay, this one is no charge. I'm happy to do it for you. You're a good client. But next time, you can see there's the price. That's how much I would have to charge you if you would like me to do something else outside of our scope of work. I think that's the best way to go because a lot of times clients don't realize they're they're expanding the scope of the work. They're just asking for a question, a little support, obviously, may not take much time. What, what, what's going off your nose? But if you have a bunch of clients asking for a little more or one client that keeps asking for a little more, you're now losing money and opportunity. So that's why you have to have a process for scope creep. Also, a process for your pricing and so forth, which we'll talk about on other shows. I, I think that the pricing conversation deserves an entire show on its own. For photographers who are interested in pricing, I have go, go to roshsillers.com. I have a whole 10,000 word thing on pricing. So I would recommend that you uh, check that out. And I'll have one for 2021 too. So if you're interested in that, I will be updating it coming soon. So what is your process in the end? What is the process for saying, okay, we've, we are officially done? And that quite often, that honestly is one of those things that, you know, that a lot of people don't do. Put a finality. What is the process for the finality of the assignment versus for lingering on to a slow death? What is that process? What do you say? Do you send a letter of congratulations or is that the invoice? Say, oh, we are completely done with this project. You know, here you are. Here's the results and so forth. And here's the invoice. And then you go on to the next process, the experience of keeping in touch. Even the invoicing process is an experience element. Think about experiences all the way through with each of your processes and how it, you deal with your clients. I think that's really important to consider how it is that your clients may be feeling when you 
request or what you present or the little things that you do along the way. And that includes after the final sale. After you are all done, the project is over. What are the things you're going to do to, again, as I addressed before, what are the things you're going to do to encourage them to refer you? And today, it's also very important to maybe get a, you know, have a process in terms of referrals and maybe, uh, say, Google reviews, Yelp reviews. You know, what is the process that you're going to ask for those things? And maybe, if you can, maybe a written testimonial or a video testimonial. These are really important things too. Do you have a process afterwards that you encourage? Or maybe ask them, could you do one of these three things? Could you review me on Google? Or could you do a written testimonial or a video testimonial? And give them one of the three things and then maybe offer them something for that. That's a good way to go about it. Having that process. But if you don't have these processes in place, quite often you'll forget about it. You'll let it go. You have to make it part of your routine. The process is as much for you to help grow your business as it is for the experience of your good clients, the people that trusted you enough to engage with you and hire you, and you're saying thank you to them. And what is, there you go again, another process. What is the thank you process? And what do you do each time? So there are processes everywhere, and you can keep parsing it out more and more and more. And I recommend that you do that. Part of the combination code that I mentioned before was that 7531. And that's three, meaning three processes. So what I recommend is that you work on three at a time. And you start off with maybe your overall process and then pick two smaller processes and build off of that. So this is a couple weeks in a row where I've talked about processes because I think it's so darn important. And it really has helped me greatly. As a creative entrepreneur who is all over the place at times, I like to do this, I like to do that, I'm here, I'm there, and I am not the by far the perfect business person, but I recognize and always take time to reevaluate another process, reevaluating my business. Probably every quarter I reevaluate my business. Sometimes it's every 6 months. And what am I looking for? Well, I'm looking for the things that worked. And I'm looking for the things that have not worked. I tried to do more of what was working and let go of the things that were not working. And quite honestly, if you take that time, you'll start to recognize the little things. You'll start to recognize patterns. For example, if you have a few clients that complained about something specific, you don't have to get mad and say, wow, all these people are complaining about this. Your question is, really, what can I fix? Because having processes allows you to fix things, fix the things that are wrong. And this is is a big warning to many of you, and I've seen this many times before. A lot of times, our fix is to say, we don't do that, or put it in the contract and say, this is another thing we don't do, and this is what you have to do. And you make it harder and harder and harder to do business with you. That is not the goal. Having process is not the goal of making it hard for the client to do business with you. You should be making it easier to do business with you. Now, you can say, I don't do certain things because maybe you don't do a really good job at it. 
And, and look, there are a lot of things I don't do a really good job at, and I just don't offer those services because I want happy customers at the end of the day. I want happy customers, and so I don't take on things that I, I'll pass them on to people I know who are very competent. And maybe if I'm starting to get enough requests for it because some people see some work, maybe I'll explore it a little bit. Maybe I'll try to improve what I'm doing, but for the most part, I want happy customers at the end of the day. And so it's important to evaluate, again, what is working. Maybe you want to add some new services because you are getting those calls. Maybe you need to do a little research to expand your business in one way or the other. But it needs to be a plan, not just saying yes to everything. It needs to be, a again, a process of understanding what are your core strengths and then what can you add to those core strengths. That's really the combination code, to separate yourself from the competition. That's where we are this week, processes. What are your processes? What are some processes that you can work on and improve in your business? And there are many, and we always have something to improve. And after we've improved maybe three processes that are working rather well, then look for something else. So maybe we've gotten one of those processes down. It's, it's working pretty well. Maybe not perfect. doesn't have to be perfect, but it's better than it was. And in the results seem to be positive with our clients. So let me find another process to improve. The reason I want you to do a whole bunch of processes, maybe you just want to work on one at a time. You just don't want to be overwhelmed and you want to give it the attention it deserves. So maybe you start with one and then work to two, but never go beyond three. All right, that's the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to you next Monday. 